We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in Possible. Who you do business with is more important than where they're located. Bank from the comfort of your own home with M-Prize Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory Podcast with Ken Swanson, Craig Stout, and Matt Lane. Coming to you on the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City. You can find all of our channels covering all the local teams wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Just search KCSN. And now, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory. It's the live edition of the Casey Laboratory presented by M Prize Bank member FDIC, our partners in Possible here at KC Sports Network. Absolutely grateful and over the moon to be working with them. I'm over the moon right now to be with my dear pals. First, find them on Twitter at Maddie underscore KCSN Matthew. Hi. Hello. Um, I'm glad you're over the moon. I am here. I am. I am excited for the show. The cheeseburger scale is back. We are going into some new positions. Uh, Craig, how excited are you to talk about wide receiver and safety on the cheeseburger scale? I don't feel like we've talked about wide receiver at all this offseason, so I'm Perfect. very excited to talk about wide receiver today. We've like right, tried so to pick we... it. I'll go. Go ahead. No, I say before we get too far in, we got some. We got some business to take care of here. The KCS in Discord, everybody that is a participant in the Discord, if you are a member, they do this awesome thing. It's organized by Christian Gumminger. They did it last year. They're doing it this year. It's the best. And what happens is Christian organizes an entire, you know, mock draft. We're doing the whole draft. Every member can be the GM, the co-GM, or whatever of all 32 teams. They are going to go through rounds one through seven. They even did a mock offseason this year where you were allowed to make your own trades and everything. Like it, it goes very, very deep. So if you aren't part of the Discord, you need to get in there. So you have to go to you know the Substack. You got to subscribe. You got to get in there. But you get in the Discord and you can take part next year. You can read it. I will be going through and grading all of the picks. So getting that out of the way, the mock draft officially starts right now because I, Maddie Kuyper, coming to the <laughs> table here. We're announcing the very first pick. So with the first pick in the KCSN Discord mock draft, the Carolina Panthers are selecting quarterback 
Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Let's go. We got we got Fish and Nate are running the Panthers as co-GMs. They have decided to go with the upside. The bazooka cannon himself, the backflipping legend, Anthony Richardson, is the first overall pick going to Carolina. I'm going to give my official grade at the end, but first, I got the all-star crew here. Let's go around the horn. Craig, what do you give this draft pick? A+. plus. Anthony Richardson has the highest ceiling in this class of any quarterback. Yes, you could have issued that for a safe pick like Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Swing for the damn fences. I love the pick. Go get yourself an alien. There's one alien in this draft, and it's Anthony Richardson. He's the one that has the best chance of being able to go you know, pound for pound, blow for blow with some of these elite quarterbacks. Maybe he's not going to be able to do it every game against Mahomes, but he's going to give him problems like a Josh Allen. The KCSN draft guide is Josh Allen for that very reason. Josh Allen doesn't have a year of SEC tape like Anthony Richardson does either. We're being way too hard on the abilities of Anthony Richardson in the draft community. He's a freak of nature. I think he has a chance to be one of the best quarterbacks in the draft and I can't, or in the, in the NFL, and I can't say that for the rest of the quarterbacks in this. I think it's a slam dunk pick. Go take a big swing if you're going to go up there and make an aggressive move. Listen, Matty Kuyper's been on the Anthony Richardson train since the very first game of the season. Watching him against Utah, I believe it was week one. It wasn't week zero, but it was week one. I He was all over Anthony Richardson should be the first quarterback taken for very one very simple reason. If he hits a ceiling, he's the only guy that can go toe-to-toe with the Josh Allens, the Justin Herberts, the Patrick Mahomes. The rest of the season is just take on top. I thought he did better as the year went on in situations that people give him credit for. We are giving the Panthers selection of Anthony Richardson an A+++++. Great job, Fish and Nate. You guys got this mock draft kicked off on a perfect level. And if you were trying to pander to the writers of the KCSN draft guide who have Miss QB and one in there as well, A plus 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 it worked. Uh thanks to everybody Maddie that is out. Maddie Kuiper's out. Uh there he goes. Uh hit the like button, please. Hit the subscribe button if you are watching this. Uh we would really appreciate everybody, you know, doing that. It helps us grow the channel. Leave some comments, engage with the show. Um the KCSN draft guide that we were just mentioning is uh, is released. It was released last week. Get 300 pages of chief specific content. There's a link in the description of the show. Whether you're listening or watching, you're able to access that. So, uh, yeah, we are we're really excited about that as well. Today, we are going to be uh, doing the state of the you know Chiefs with the receiver position, with the safety position. Might have a special guest pop in later. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but we're going to start with the receiver position, and we've tried to pace ourselves as much as we can with the discourse about the receiver spot. So we've held this one back for a while. Yes, we have. We absolutely have. Uh, as best as we could. There's just there's there's something every week that pops up that makes you want to talk about the receiver position. We literally could probably do one show. Like it could be receiver Mondays on here if we weren't careful. Honestly, and uh, <laughs> I mean, not wrong. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna kind of go over the receiver position today. We're and the safety position. We're gonna be doing it on the Andy Reid cheeseburger scale. Matthew, why don't you give us the full rundown of the Andy Reid cheeseburger scale? You do such a great job at it. I thought we did it two or three times last week, so everybody should be caught up now. Do it again. Right? Like, okay. Well, the the, the Andy Reid cheeseburger scale starts with Andy Reid, so therefore the top, of the, the top of the line, according to Big Red himself, town topic, cheeseburger. Okay, town topic, that's the best. Argue with Andy if you don't agree with him. You can argue with him. You're going to take that apart. I'm... 
I have nothing to do with it. Down below, one step below, Westport Flea Market Burger. That means you're an above average positional group at overall. Below that, Whataburger. You're below average position group. You probably need a little bit of help, but you can maybe survive bottom of the barrel. And, you know, we might have to invent something new today. I don't know. Is the McDonald's cheeseburger. It is at the very bottom. You desperately need help because this is inedible. Oh, I, we've had a lot of conversations on, you know, like behind the scenes on the wide receiver position. I'm very excited to get to the state of the spot with this group here. Matthew Lane. On the Andy Reid cheeseburger scale, what say you about the wide receiver position? Okay. Um, <laughs> the wide receiver room, it's a McDonald's cheeseburger, right? But somehow they gave you all of the ingredients still frozen and they're all separate. So you have to go home and warm them up yourselves. It's like it's like a Papa Murphy's version of McDonald's where they just give you a bunch of these ingredients that you have to go home and warm up yourself and hope that it works and hope you got everything right. That's the wide receiver room. And hey, maybe you get home and you have a little extra, you know, some spices, you can season it up, you can add a bunch of extra stuff to it, and you can make this cheeseburger not terrible. And that's what you're hoping for. You're hoping Kadarius Tony stays healthy. You're hoping Sky Moore takes a big step. You're hoping, you know, 28-year-old, sixth year in the league MVS becomes a different receiver than he has been his entire career. Like, you're hoping all these things happen and maybe you get something better than McDonald's. But right now, where they are, 100% a deconstructed, Still frozen McDonald's cheeseburger. I mean, who's wide receiver one of this group? Is it Kadarius Tony? Kadarius Tony is the guy that James Palmer was talking about all offseason, being the guy they expect to take the next leap forward, go through, you know, kind of a full season here. Something he hasn't been able to do. His biggest knock is his injury history. If Kadarius Tony's not there, you have Marquez Valdez Scantling, you have Sky Moore. And then who? You got Richie James, who they just signed this past week, who's more of a punt returner, kick returner, has a little bit of ability underneath, but nothing that's going to be like a game-breaking sort of player. You have Justin Ross, who you are hoping is able to stay healthy, but man, neck injuries, like that's not something that you just really bounce back from into, you know, this super athletic profile again that he had one at one point in time at Clemson. There's just, the cover is pretty bare here and yeah that makes it a mcdonald's an easy mcdonald's here yes they're going to add to this room nobody's saying that they're not we're getting to that but as it stands at this point at 8 10 p.m arrowhead time on april 10th 2023 this room stinks right now and there's not a whole lot that you're really truly excited about other than the fact that patrick mahomes is the one getting him the ball Richie James is extra dehydrated onions in that in that take home kit. I don't think, and this is a perfect kind of segue. I think like Richie James, fine addition to the ninety man roster. I'm not changing my opinion on this receiver room whatsoever with the Richie James addition. I understand he did some good things uh, in a career year for the New York Giants. You know that's nice. I still don't like. I mean, he's a slot only receiver. He's not going to run away from people. He's not a vertical stretch guy. A lot of underneath routes. A lot of drops. So. Not overly excited about you know him as a significant impact on the outlook of this roster. I really like Kadarius Tony a lot. I very much enjoy watching him play football. I'm very terrified of the composition of the receiver room with the health concerns, with the it, with the inconsistency so far. And I was thinking about it the best way I could earlier when I was driving home. 
last year, if God forbid Travis Kelsey had gone down. Mm. I don't even want to entertain this scenario. I'm already out. I'm doping out of this. <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster was a stable presence, could do some of the things that Travis Kelsey did, not to the same level. Don't get me wrong, but there was there was a safety blanket in place that had a lot of success in this league that can do a lot of different things, that can win in the, you know, you know the, can help complete the layups that Patrick Mahomes is dropping. Um, I look at this group, and if, as we said today, obviously they're going to get help. If Travis Kelsey went down today, whew, terrifying. Terrifying. Because you don't know about the health of Kadarius Toney. Fun when he's on the field. They think that there's more for him to be able to do moving forward. That's awesome. I don't disagree. I think that there's more that Kadarius Toney can do. I'm still terrified of the outlook of him being wide receiver one with, let's just say, Travis Kelsey's out. So this is just this is just a weird time to be leaning as much into Travis Kelsey as they are right now, where you know he's not getting any younger, and so Sky Moore unproven, Kadarius Tony, health concerns, Marquez Valdez Scantling is a, a giant roller coaster. I. I don't know. Like we're gonna talk about the draft and all that stuff, but like that group needs help and it needs some level of consistency. It needs something around that. It needs more ingredients to round that group out, too. Like it's just there's a lot there. Well, I mean, the Chiefs lost in free agency Juju Smith Schuster and McCole Hardman, and like those two guys mattered. And it's mostly Juju Smith Schuster doing a lot of the work. Don't get me wrong, but between the two of them, I mean the reception percentage when targeted versus man coverage was 74%. Compare that to the other three receivers returning to the roster, only 53% when those guys were targeted versus man coverage. We can talk all we want about more targets, more opportunities. Efficiency numbers don't change. Now, yeah, MVS, a lot of yards per route run because everything was vertical. His rule is going to be entirely unchanged. He's still not a reliable guy that you're going to see the Chiefs going to. It only gets even worse if you switch to zone coverage and turn uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was a monster versus zone. So the Chiefs not only lost a ton of production against man and zone, but they lost the efficiency. They lost the consistent, the reliable player to go with Kelsey. When Travis Kelsey was shut down, didn't happen frequently, but when he was shut down, the Chiefs would go to Juju Smith-Schuster next, and nothing has been done to address that. I understand that there is upside. There is hope that Kadarius Tony's hamstring will somehow stay attached. There is hope that Sky Moore is going to take a big step. Maybe Richie James can come in and offer you something, but you're still going to be missing a ton of reliability. You're going to maybe be missing a lot of physicality, yards created after the catch. There's a lot that Juju did that got himself to being maybe not a great wide receiver one, but a quality wide receiver two. And right now they're missing that. And it's just, I, I'm with Kent. If you lose Travis Kelsey right now, or if a team finds a way to take him out of a game, just take him out of a game, mm. what what are you scared of? What is an opposing defense going to think next? Are they actually worried about anything else? It, it doesn't seem like it. And part of the reason why the Chiefs kind of diversified their receiver room last season was that teams were able to kind of keep the lid on Tyree Kill over the top. They were able to bracket Travis Kelsey underneath, and then other guys couldn't get open. So they go out, and they added a bunch of wide receiver two types. Well, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, you had Marquez Scantling. Yes, McCall Hardman was expected to be a guy that was going to factor in a lot. You had hopes for Sky Moore. Justin Watson played a lot. But even the guy that was fourth in the team in receiving, Jerick McKinnon, isn't on this team either. Another guy that can kind of step in 
and win underneath there. There was lots of options that the team trusted. And as it stands right now, you've got MVS, who, I mean, to his credit, there in that Bengals game, played arguably the biggest role of the game that was not named Patrick Mahomes because he was having to do everything for the wide receiver room there. Really stepped up in a big way. But then everybody else is just kind of not really there. And you're expecting significant growth from a player that's hurt all the time, a sophomore guy, and then hopefully a guy that you're adding as a rookie when it takes a little while for rookie wide receivers to get integrated into Andy Reid's offense. That is a lot to put on this offense right now. Yes, it is Patrick Mahomes. Yes, it is Travis Kelsey. Yes, going forward, replacing them with young players and moving into the future. This is the smart move. I'm on board with all of this. But as it stands right now, this wide receiver room just is very incomplete. And it needs not just one body, but several bodies to make it really kind of feel like it's in a good spot. Watch Travis Kelsey right after his last reception of the career of his of his season sorry not career that'd be terrifying um of, of his season he i mean he was he was pushing through and the last thing you want is a team to decide we're just going to play a ton of man coverage and we're going to bracket travis kelsey and we're going to beat him up all season we're going to beat him up all game and we're going to make everybody else beat us that is a formula to run travis kelsey into the ground that does not help you know your long-term goal of of success late into the season because you need to keep Travis Kelsey healthy, so you might have to manage him differently if they're going to do that. They need help. How do they fix it? We'll be back to talk about that right after this. A sports network for today's fan. KC Sports Network. Podcasts, YouTube, social media, live shows. KCSN. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Folks, I got to tell you about today's sponsor, and that is Athletic Greens. I've been taking AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day, and I gave it a try. Because I wanted to get that better gut health. I wanted to uh, have the sustained energy. you got to support the immune system, especially this time of the year. And I hated taking all those pills and vitamins to actually get all those supplements. And it tastes great as well. I take it in the morning before I start my day, before I make that cup of coffee. And it makes me feel ready to take on everything that we've got going on here at KCSN. And you know, all great athletes take care of their body. I'm not the same kind of athlete as Patrick Mahomes, but I still like to take care of my body. And that's when uh, I've been going to AG1. That's why I'm a huge fan. 
you get all that nutrition in just one little cup. It's it's a great it's great for long term gut health support as well with just seventy five high quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash KCSN. That's athleticgreens.com slash KCSN. Check it out. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. We are going to get back to the wide receiver discourse soon enough, but we wanted to welcome in a special guest, the newest member to KCSN. You know him from multiple uh media opportunities here in the last you know near a decade Benny here in Kansas City I mean you've been doing all kinds of stuff like I mean you you were on the drive for at 610 for the longest time it's Benny Heisler Benny welcome to KCSN my friend I'm so happy to be here I can't believe we're getting close to a decade I I remember being a young pup you guys I was in like my mid-20s moving here from from Washington DC on this path to you know, one day trying to, to figure out a name for myself in the radio world and went to high school with some guy named Danny Parkins. He's like, hey, we, we need an executive producer. Um, I know you kind of have like everything going on in your life in D.C. right now, but why don't, you, why don't you come over to Kansas City where you've been maybe one time in your life and try to figure it out. And I was like, oh, OK, that'd be a good idea. We might home, you guys like this. This this is what's so cool about now being a part of KCSN and being able to come out of the lab with you guys and just hang out and, and shoot the shit and have some fun. Um, hopefully you can say that by the way. If not, I made a terrible and listen. We've had BJ on fire the away yeah. before. You're good, man. Uh, oh yeah. I w- what's so nice about this now being my home is that like I I love the fact that now I'm like I can be associated with something that truly has KC in it. Like this is this is. I want to say rich in tradition because we've just gotten this off the ground, but like, it's it's really it's a proud thing for me to be able to have Kansas City associated with something that that I'm now a part of, and I'm just I'm thrilled to be a part of what KCSN is building and what Benny and the Bets is about to do. So, uh, so glad that I'm I'm on with you guys and uh, having some fun today. So thank you, Benny. I just gotta tell you, man. Um, we've had you know we obviously we've talked a couple times, but like, man. Your show with like the drive was such a big part of of my twenties. You know, I hope you I hope you understand that you and Danny and C dot was such a huge big piece of my twenties, and it's just really cool to see all this kind of come full circle. Like I've got to do stuff on six ten in the past. I got to host the post game show yeah. back in the past, and now you, I, I now you're joining KCSN too. Like. It's just really cool, and I just want to say like a few things. Congratulations on everything you've accomplished in this space. Congratulations on having the coolest logo in KCS <laughs> in history, and also the coolest name. I want you to just I want you to tell everybody a little bit about Benny and the Best and what we got going on. Well, first of all, I I, I appreciate that. It was it was a special show. I got to work with a lot of really talented people, and I mean, you you made a name for yourself doing post game as well, and and contributing to six ten and. And Craig and Matt, I know we haven't had a chance to, to really get to know each other yet, but I'm excited to to hang out with you guys, talk ball, um, just just kind of dive right in. How Benny and the Bets kind of all came together is, you know, it, it's funny. Like three months ago, I was I was laid off. You know, I was I had a great gig. I was with Betsided and Minute Media. We were building something from scratch. We were really trying to 
create betting content that was, um, you know, available and um, relatable to anybody that came across. I, I think a lot of times you have a very specific audience when it comes to sports betting and it should be a community experience, you know, especially, you know, on a place like this where, you know, we're rallying around similar teams, similar interests. And maybe you might consider an option on the other side if you feel the matchup is right, but that's what kind of makes it fun. It's like fantasy football, right? Like you might, the Chiefs might be playing the Raiders. You might have Devontae Adams on your team. You're like, all right, I hope he gets like 150 yards, but doesn't get in the end zone. Or if you get in the end zone, I hope the Chiefs are up by 17. It doesn't really matter. Like betting can kind of have that same type of feeling where you're having all these different sort of ways to come together. Um, even though you still might have a rooting interest elsewhere. And betting the bets got started because BJ reached out to me knowing that I was looking for something. And he mentioned that they were looking, that you guys were looking to try and find a new betting angle uh, within KCSN. And, and he thought it would be a really good fit. And we started hammering out some ideas. And I mentioned that this was uh, an idea and a theme that I'd been wanting to do for a long time. I just didn't really know when I'd be able to do it. And lo and behold, I ended up getting a full-time job sort of in the corporate world, which I've, I've actually really been enjoying. <laughs> it's a surprise, but it's been a wonderful place to work. Um, but we were also able to launch a show like this, Benny and the Bets, um, where a lot of those same themes of what I loved so much about what we were building at BetSided, I can now take and apply to a show with people that I've built so much of my connections with in the listeners, he's like, can't you talk about growing up in your 20s with the drive? Like, so much of my following, even being in the betting space and the fantasy space for, for almost a decade, so many of, of the people that I've gotten connected with is in Kansas City. Like, to me, that's why it's special, because now I can take these two loves, the people of Kansas City and sports betting, and blend them into what I think is going to be hopefully a really interactive, really inviting inclusive show where we're gonna have a lot of fun i'm gonna talk to my friends that are really smart people in the betting industry um and whether you've bet uh you know whether you do it every day or whether you've been itching at it you know maybe you're on the missouri side and you're like i don't want to schlep out to kansas to do it um we're, we're gonna make it <laughs> we're gonna make it we're gonna make it so that maybe you, you start to think about it a little bit more because it should be fun it's not something that is going to try and win you all sorts of money. It's really hard to do, but it's fun and it's engaging and um, I'm so excited about it. We uh, we have a brand new channel devoted to sports betting, KCSN Sports Betting. It is, uh, it's uh, it's out already. You can go subscribe to that, search for KCSN Sports Bet Betting. The first episode of Betty and the Bets is up there already. Uh, you had a decent, you had a decent start to this channel, Betty. <laughs> little bit, right? Um, all downhill from here. And I appreciate <laughs> you saying that too, Kat, because, you know, I also mentioned some some other plays I was on. Um, I, I think I mentioned uh, uh, Kevin Na is like a dark horse. Four, yeah, I think he was like plus 650 to finish in the top 20s. He had three straight top 15 finishes at Augusta. And I'm like, all right, six and a half to one odds. Let's see if he can do it again. Bad weather conditions. He's been number one in, in strokes gained uh, with his approach shots with his irons. In like nine holes in, he's got like a 45 on the front nine and he withdraws because of you know, injury. No, <laughs> and the injury was because you couldn't hit, you couldn't hit a golf ball 
to save your life the first night in Augusta. So we we got some wrong too. But we was like, he wrong. played not. He played nine. He was like, nah. Yeah, we yeah. we don't talk about those. Yeah, Kevin Knott was like, nah, nah, not for me. Um, ironically enough, but we did hit on John Rahm um, when we were trying to distinguish between the favorites. Um, I liked him at a discount over Scheffler and McElroy. Um, the, the the thing for Rahm, and I talked about it on the first show, was he's been a little inconsistent coming into Augusta with his driver, but everything else has been locked in. And if he finds what he needs with his driver, then then there's nobody else that I would trust in that spot. Um, and, and he held everything together. He closed up on Kapka. I mean, it's crazy to think about that Kapka for the first time in his career, you guys, um, and, and hopefully all the other football people are like, stop talking golf. I, I promise I'm done. I promise I'm done. But it was the first time in Kapka's career, Remy's won six majors, um, that he has blown a lead after 54 holes. Mm. So if you if you, you hedged on on Rom in that spot, and I think our guy Tucker did, um, you know, worked out great. But uh, certainly, if you were on Rom from the very beginning, you mentioned that that's a guy that you always want to try to jump in on early because when he gets the lead, he doesn't give it up more often than not. So yeah. worked out in favor, but uh, that's tough to stay that hot, especially coming into uh, you know the the rest of April. Benny, I can't tell you how excited we are to have you here at KCSN. We're so excited for the new KCSN Sports Betting Channel. And we are excited for Benny in the Bets. I've had Benny in the Jets stuck in my head for like two, three straight weeks ever since we <laughs> found out you were joining, and that was the name of the show. But, uh, man, dude, so excited to have you here. Welcome to KCSN. Appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of the show. Thanks for having me on. What's up, Benny? Oh, thanks for showing up, man. Thank you, boys. That is Ben Heisler uh, from uh, Benny and the Bets. On the KCSN sporting, uh, Sports Betting Channel. It's going to be so much fun. We cannot wait. Did see a, We'll get back to the receivers here in a second. Did see a question. What are the draft plans for the show? It's a good time to probably make sure that you all know that we will be at Power and Light. And by we, I mean Craig Stout, Matthew Lane, BJ Kissel, Tucker Franklin, and more friends hanging out at Power and Light all week during the draft. We will be doing shows all week. For every single pick of the draft, we will be on. Uh, we're going to be at Pizza Bar Day 1 on Thursday, the first round. We will be at No Other Pub on Friday and Saturday doing live shows all week. We cannot wait. We'll also have a party at Holiday Distillery on Sunday. It is going to be awesome. You need to come to that. I have heard of some friends that might be coming that are in town for the draft. So you might want to make sure to come hang out with some people that you might recognize. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Cannot wait. Really looking forward to it. So that's what we're doing uh, this week or this upcoming uh, for the for draft. This week? Uh-oh. It feels like it. <laughs> draft guy gets done and I just immediately think the draft. You're an autopilot now. Yeah. I get it, buddy. Dude, I can't wait for tonight. I'm just going to, I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah. So anyways, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you're watching, really appreciate everybody. We've been talking about the receiver position. We gave it a, uh, a frozen McDonald's hamburger that you have to assemble yourself. Make it like you're making Pat. Obviously do it. you're making Mahomes do it all is what you're doing. Uh, guess what? It's still going to be pretty gourmet because yeah, I, I guess that's it. Good. Right. Maybe that's what I should have said instead. Instead of you have to cook it, they give you all the ingredients and they make Pat go cook it, but he has to start his own fire and then cook it over a couple sticks and some shrubbery because that's what they've given him to work with. But I'm the special sauce. It's still <laughs> pretty good. I see ketchup. <laughs> probably still going to. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
even probably yeah. We probably should have given it to Whataburger just so Mahomes would eat it. Um, and actually, that's probably what we have to do is we have to get it to a we have to get it to Whataburger status. And obviously, Richie James added into the mix. Odell Beckham is not going to be in the mix because no, he's gone. not. because uh, <laughs> he's signed with the Baltimore Ravens for real money, eighteen million dollars guaranteed. One wide receiver got paid this offseason, and it's not the one any of us thought it was going to be. I think, like, I was looking through, like, guaranteed money, and he might have, he got close, did he get close to, like, Juju and guarantees? I think he might have actually exceeded Juju and guarantees, or right at it. It's like, okay, for one year of service. That's, yeah. Good for him. Richie James had more receiving yards than him last year. Uh, Obviously, there's new Hopkins. There's, you know, maybe some unseen ideas that, you know, that could potentially materialize between now and, and September. Like, there's time to improve the roster. When it comes to the free agency, like as far as big needle movers, though, you're running out of like great options in free agency. Uh, Can I ask a question? Yeah. Did did Richie James move the needle at all? Not even oh, big. Did, Ritten. did that? No. Okay. So you're not out of big needle movers. You in free agency, you're out of needle movers at all. Like you're getting no better based on what's out there in free agency currently. No. I, yes. I believe he moved the needle on special teams. Is that fair? Can I can uh, I say that? Okay. I think he moved yeah, sure. the move to the I'll take it. Teams. Okay. Right. So it's just there is there's nothing outside of the draft currently available to address the wide receiver. I mean, the, I, before we do the draft, let's do the the elephant in the room, right? DeAndre Hopkins is still technically a possibility, whether it's a trade. There's rumors swirling that he might be cut, but that wouldn't be till post June. So there is still this outside avenue of acquiring DeAndre Hopkins. I, mean, I guess you can't completely rule out the 49ers have said they have received calls. Not that they're looking to shop them, but the 49ers have received calls about trading for Brandon Ayuk. Every year, it seems like there is a wide receiver that is more on the market than we know on the outside. So maybe there are some options to trade for. Do you think the Chiefs are going to go down any of those avenues, or do we think the Chiefs are kind of locked into just addressing wide receiver in the draft? I think that they are going to explore those avenues. I don't know if I'm ready to say they're going to go at least halfway down those avenues. How about that? I don't think that they're going to trust that a rookie wide receiver is going to come in and be the end all solution, especially in this class. I don't think that they're going to trust that they can stay put at 31 or even with a marginal trade up, go get a guy that's going to move the needle enough to get them to even where they were last year. Now, obviously, adding a DeAndre Hopkins, adding a Brandon Ayuk, takes it above where they were last year, and that's very comfortable. You're be, you're in a good spot there in that scenario. So I, I do think they're going to explore it. I don't know if it's going to be that big of a name, but I think there's going to be another veteran body that's going to get added to this room that we weren't expecting or maybe we were expecting. It just hasn't happened yet to add into that room. All right, so I'm going to preface this by saying I do not believe all of these are just going to – I do not believe all of these to be giant needle movers when I present all of them but I'm going to throw out some cut trade candidates just to monitor. Talk about DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Devontae Parker, perhaps, with New no, England. No, thank you. I, again. No, I know. I'm not. I'm just I'm adding my reactions. Continue. Okay. Corey Davis. Heck no. <laughs> uh, Allen Robinson. Absolutely, positively no chance. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Ayuk. Well, yeah, of course. I'm fine with it. Uh, Rashad Bateman, I think that's the least likely of all of them. He's probably still there. Unless they would happily take him. I think, yeah. I think that's probably about it. I don't even know if the Ravens would trade Rashad Bateman to the Chiefs. 
Uh, someone, Justin Deppengeister, does throw out the idea of a Mike Evans trade post draft. Yeah, maybe he would be on board. I mean, I mean, yeah, it moves the needle. It does needle. It yeah. does move the needle. It does move the needle. So, like, maybe there's some veterans that get some opportunities. We'll see. Let's talk about the draft, though. I think that's obviously where we're all paying a ton of attention. Um, Matthew, how many receivers do you think are gone before the Chiefs are picking at 31? Name them by sure. name. Name them by name. Okay. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Gone. Day Flowers. Gone. I think Quentin Johnson's gone. I'm going to do it. Uh, I know there's a lot of building hype right now that he won't be gone, but uh, here's the thing. There's a... Uh, it's the it's the year of midget wide receivers, and there's one very clear not midget wide receiver, right, that's getting this top hype, and it's Quentin Johnston. There's one non-super short, super light wide receiver. It's Quentin Johnston. I think he's kind of the guy that you're going to see someone jump up for. He's going to be the guy that somebody's coming in for early on. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to be gone. And then it, besides that, it kind of becomes a 50-50 shot going forward on who the fourth one's going to be. I mean... <sighs> I think I think that Jackson Smith and Juba is also gone. I think he's the one that I can guarantee is gone. I think Jordan Addison will be gone. I just think that he's too good of a football player. He's got enough length, not necessarily weight. NFL teams have been look kind of looking the other way with the weight of wide receivers lately, but not length. That's where Say Flowers comes into play. I think Quentin Johnson has a lot of people questioning what he really is. He's a bigger wide receiver with athleticism but he doesn't play like a big wide receiver. And so that kind of makes some NFL GMs are going to look at that and go, I don't know, how physical is he going to be at the catch point? How how can we trust him on the boundary? I think he'll slip a little bit. And so because of that, I think that there's a chance that both Zay Flowers and Quentin Johnson can be available for the Chiefs at 31. Now, obviously, I think that Zay Flowers is an immediate contributor. Yes, he's a smaller guy. This could be similar to Trent McDuffie and that, uh, you know, NFL teams are going to look at him and say, hey, he's a really good football player, but we think he's going to slide just because of a lack of height and length. And I mean, that it's just as pure as it is. NFL wide receivers that have gone in the first round lately of his sort of height and length have been blazing fast guys. Zay Flowers is fast, but he's not blazing fast. So I can see a high floor guy for like Zay Flowers fitting in well with the Chiefs. I can also see a high ceiling guy like Quentin Johnson coming into this organization and being eased into it with some of the other guys that they have. That's more of a future move for me, but one that really has a high ceiling. I think both of those guys will be available at Kansas City by the end of the first round. I think that both of them will be there at pick 31. So you think Zay Flowers and, and Quentin Johnson will both be available? I think there's going to be a run on tackles and edges, and I think that wide receiver is going to be the group that falls because of it, yes. So I do tend to agree that I think there's going to be a bigger run on tackles and edges, cornerbacks. Uh, I think four quarterbacks are gone, QBs, um, corners with C-O-R-N-E-R. I think there's going to be some, and there may be some that kind of push up the board more than we think. It does seem like they're, the, the receiver class maybe isn't as highly regarded in league circles as it is by all of us on the outside. I tend to think three's a, a lock. I think if I think if Quentin Johnston or Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison, those are the three that were listed by you guys as potentially being available. I think if any of those guys are available that they're the pick at 31. Um 
I think I think it's pretty fair to say there's like a clear tier of four receivers: Jackson Smith and Jigs, but Quentin Johnston, Jalen, or not Jalen, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. Those are your top four. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled if the Chiefs are able to secure one of their services. The question I ask now is, who do you want more than anybody of those four? If, even if you, don't throw Jackson Smith and Jigs, but any of those three that we talked about, who do you want more than anybody, Maddie? I think another answer uh, Right. Well, so it's it's really it's tricky for me because I've said this. I've kind of I've found a way to Maddie answer this um, myself. Mm-hmm. This is great. But since my job is not on the line, since I just get to sit here and say who I think would be awesome with the Chiefs, the answer is Quentin Johnson because I think the the upside's the highest. I think you could find a way to use him immediately for an offensive system that usually takes a while to get because of his ability to create yards after the catch. I see an immediate role, and then you have a ton of upside going forward. So. Sitting here, you know, in my little office at home, he's my pick because I think that if I were actually in charge of making this pick and everyone's going to blame me and my job is on the line, I'm taking Jordan Addison of that group because I think he is the least likely of those guys to bust. Worst, worst case scenario, I put him in the slot because he is a slider frame. He's not super strong. And I get one of the best, you know, possession slot wide receiver guys. One of the best route runners in the league is kind of where he's trending. So if my job's on the line, it's Addison. If I'm just a fan, give me Q every single time. It's Addison for me. It, and uh, on both cases, I, I just think that he's going to fit so nicely into what the Chiefs do. He's going to be able to create some separation in man coverage. He's just the nuances to his routes, the head movements, the shoulders, the way that he moves and kind of at the top of his stem are just phenomenal. Like he he's able to create easy separation against cornerbacks by setting things up and transitioning off of it. So he's going to win in man coverage, and he's got phenomenal routes or phenomenal zone spacing as well. So he's going to replicate a lot of what Juju did. Now, not going to be kind of the tough catch guy. He is a slider frame like we've been talking about here. He's not going to run through a whole bunch of guys and create a whole bunch of yards after the catch, but he's going to be just Mahomes' most reliable non-Kelsey target. And I think that, you're looking for another guy that can operate in those intermediate spaces, can be a go-to guy, can get open often enough, and kind of win on multiple areas. And he's done it now in two different conferences, both at Pittsburgh and at USC. I just think that he is a lock fit and an immediate contributor, like on all in every phase. Like he's going to play a lot of snaps in this offense from the get-go. I think the Chiefs need a nice, safe option that can produce seven to 900 yards in his rookie year. And I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility for a guy with his skill set in this offense. I think if I had time, the draft guide was releasing today. I think Jordan Addison might've wound up at my guy for me. I have changed so much in this process with Jordan Addison. It's ridiculous. And the more I watched, I bet he gave me some games to watch. I'm just so impressed. Like a guy his size should not have the strength at the at the at the top of the route that he does relative, you know, and I'm not saying like he's like just elite strength, but for a guy with a slider frame, he doesn't play at the top of the route like a like a guy with a slight frame. He's the best separator in this entire class. Um, you can put him outside the numbers a little bit and let him run out there. There's just a, there's a lot more to him as a player, and I hope the entire NFL hates his his, his athletic testing, <laughs> except for the Chiefs. <laughs> I just want to see. I I'd love to see him fall to thirty one, uh, and, and be be the pick for the Chiefs. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back right after this. 
You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We'll have time to play out some of those more scenarios that are present in the receiver position because we'll talk about the day two scenarios. We'll talk about the absolute minimum you can do at the wide receiver spot to feel comfortable over the next uh we got a couple weeks still. So we still got time I think to do we're gonna talk this. about wide receiver again. I think we're gonna I'm sure we will yeah, I'm sure I'll give you a chance to talk about Don John okay. Domingo and why the Chiefs shouldn't draft Marvin Mims. And, I wanted. Uh, to, I just wanted you to talk about Hyatt. That's really what I, I don't want to talk about Jalen Hyatt right now uh, in this time. I do want to talk about the guys that Jalen Hyatt likes to run past, and that's the safeties. Oh, I guess we're going to talk about Alabama safety. Um, <laughs> no, uh, let's do the safety position here real quick. Uh, this the state of the safety position. What say you, Matthew? Um, I'm going to go with a Whataburger, but a strong Whataburger. Whataburger that's, you know, it, it hits just right. Everything's well cooked. You got all your food. It was still hot. Everything was fresh. I can see I can see the argument here for like a Westport flea market burger. I can, but I'm still a little hesitant to fully buy in that Brian Cook is going to step in and play at above average level at safety, right? Like that's still a question mark right now. We haven't quite seen him even start, let alone play at that level as a second year player. So, you know, Justin Reed, and then I really like the pieces of Cook and Mike Edwards, and I love Deion Bush as a fourth safety. I don't know why some people are down on him. I like the collection of players. I like the collection of talent. I just don't know if they have kind of proven that any of them besides Reed are above average right now. And for that reason, I don't think I can go above a Whataburger at this time. Oh, I'm willing to go out there. I'm going to the West for a flea market. Oh. I really, I really like the addition of Mike Edwards to this room. I think that that gives you a very high floor at safety. Worst case scenario, you've got Justin Reed and Mike Edwards starting. That safety tandem is an above average safety tandem in the NFL this year. I really, truly do believe that. I think that that, now, I'm not saying it's top five or anything like that, but I do believe it's an above average one. I think the growth that we saw from Brian Cook throughout the year, we were there at training camp. We were watching him having to diagnose things from too high as a top-down receiver and try and come up with a lot of the plays and a lot of the things that you know Steve Spagnuolo was trying to get that defense to do. We didn't see him doing that particularly well in training camp. Now, all of a sudden, we get into the season, and throughout the season, you see the intelligence, the football IQ, the football character grow on the field. And now all of a sudden, he's really showing up at big moments, making big pass breakups, making big plays, both against the run, through the air. I think 
that there is a ceiling to Brian Cook that we haven't fully seen yet. But the fact that they have Mike Edwards as a floor and Deion Bush as a fourth safety, who, again, I'm with Maddie here, great special teamer, great fourth safety. I don't get how anybody could dislike that room. I, I'm I'm pretty high on this safety room. I love the thing I love about the Andy Reid cheeseburger scale is there's no middle option. I, I I genuinely love that. It forces us to be a little bit more on one side or the other. I think it's great because I think we'd sit in the middle. Of it. I'm gonna go with the Westport flea market as well. I just I think I I with you. I love Dion Bush as a depth signing and Mike Edwards as a minimal investment depth signing like. I think that's a great. I think that's a great roster composition. Like I think that. I mean, it's the most complete, almost the most complete position. One of the most complete positions on this entire roster. And I look at Justin Reed. I look at Brian Cook, and they played their best football late in the season. They both, I think, ascended towards the end of the year where they were playing a lot better. Brian Cook made some big plays, looked more and more comfortable in his own skin. I like the arrow pointing up for him. And I think, you know, it's a it's a good size sample size to be optimistic. Same with Justin Reed. They kind of started to figure some things out with him. I felt like um, how they utilized him, and he really just kind of started to come into his own. You've got a guy with Mike Mike Edwards who makes some plays on the football and provides a little bit more ball production than maybe that they've had at the position in the past. Again, like there's nothing to complain about with Deion Bush whatsoever. I think this group is locked in. I don't think the Chiefs need to feel any level of concern about the position I don't think there is a clear path to improving the position that makes sense for this roster even in the draft so I'm giving it a a Westport flea market I'm comfortable with it I'm I'm happy with it I, I love the the moves that they've made at it and I mean I don't know I don't know how much you have to invest in the safety position and honestly Matthew I think it's kind of smart because this safety class kind of really bad <laughs> i i'm just i'm still stunned that like both of you in unison put them as an above average unit pretty comfortably especially as i sit here and look at the safeties depth charts around the league and definitely struggle to find 15 safety groups that they are definitely better than but uh we, we will have to make that as another show because wow uh that, i don't that, think we need that, to do a whole other show on safety but that's okay that's just surprising. I don't know. Mike Edwards' worst year came as a starter, so I think some people think he I don't think you want him as a starter. And then you're relying on a second-year guy out of Brian Cook out of Cincinnati that, I mean, let's be real, all of us here were a little down on comparatively, like compared to some other people. We didn't love the pick at the end of the second round last year. We were just very excited about everything else they've done that it didn't come up that much. So, like, I don't think the safety room is bad by any stretch, and I agree with you, not having a middle ground makes you pick a side. I just think it's, I was very taken aback that both of you went above average with the safety room because I don't think they have a like a quality second starter right now. It's two unknowns and the only one's proven to not be a starter and the other hasn't even gotten an opportunity yet. I just I think there's definitely some optimism optimism to it, and I think it's probably your outlook of Brian Cook. Like I think that's definitely like one of the big swinging points on this draft or not draft, this this cheeseburger scale is how you feel about him. I thought he played well down the stretch. I was really excited about some of the stuff he did late in the year. It gives me reason and excitement for him to be, you know, back in the mix. So that's kind of where I'm arrows pointing up for me with, uh, with Brian cook. And I just think Mike Edwards as a third safety is just, I think that's a really strong third safety and Dion Bush as a fourth safety. I think that's a really strong fourth safety. 
Like, I just, uh, it's that I, deep. It's I agree deep with that. I agree with those two things that Mike Edwards is a third safety is above average and Deion Bush is a fourth safety is above average. I just don't think your safety one or two are particularly above average. Like, I love Justin Reed. I don't know if Justin Reed is a above a starting, you know, average starting safety for your safety one. I don't know if there aren't 15 better safeties in the NFL than him, just singular safeties than Justin Reed. So you're already a little weaker at your first safety slot. You know, your main guy, the guy making all the money. And then you're a little bit weaker as your second safety starting next to him. I, I don't know. I just, I glad I'm glancing through the depth charts because I thought maybe I was just way off key here with this. And I'm looking through depth charts and I am definitely struggling to see the uh, above NFL average. So that took me, that took me by surprise. Can, or Craig can attack me now that he's back, but uh, I that definitely took me by surprise. Well, considering I missed most of your point, oh, yes, I'm okay. coming for you. Um, <laughs> no, I. I just think that the ceiling is high. I it, I think it all hinges about on what you think of Brian Cook. It really definitely does. I think I'm viewing Mike Edwards as more of a third safety, and I think that Brian Cook is going to step into that role a little bit better, going to get another year in Steve Spagnuolo's system, another offseason with the Chiefs. He's going to be a little bit stronger. We're going to see maybe the athletic profile grow a little bit. Remember, he was hurt for a lot of this lead-up in the offseason last year. So, I'm I'm very interested to see who he is. The Chiefs were super high on him. A lot of other NFL evaluators were super high on him as well, saying that yeah, if he hadn't been hurt, he would have gone earlier in the draft. I think year two was always going to be kind of what we were looking at for Brian Cook. So seeing what we saw out of him in year one gives me hope for year two. And I realize that there's a lot of stuff that, you know, with some of these other position groups that I haven't hung on hope, I I don't have any explanation for it other than I do think this is the one that, that will actually enact in that hope, and I think that we're going to see it with Brian Cook this year. All right, let's talk drafts. Do we think that they're – do they make a move? Do they even draft a safety in this draft? Like, like I'm not sure they have to. Uh, it would. I, Deion Bush is a good special teamer too. Like, they kind of got that locked up. I kind of feel like probably the answer is no. I, even though there's two one-year deals – you know, at the safety room, I just feel like you just call it good and you just you go and address other positions in this draft instead of addressing safety when it's not a particularly strong group, Matthew. I think so. Maybe on day three, value starts to fall there because it's going to be hard to find value at the safety position, right? Because it's not it's not the greatest of classes. You're going to get a lot of very specific singular. Uh, like guys that are only good at one thing. And that's like the issue with safeties in the NFL. You can't be good at just one single thing, right? You can't be good at only one item and really play as a safety very often in the NFL. And so I don't know if you're really going to find guys later in this draft that it's a weaker safety group to really spin capital on. So outside of Brian Branch falling to the Chiefs pick at the end of the first round and then them just saying this value is too good for us to pack up to pass up, we have to take him. We have a we have a Whataburger safety room right now. Brian Branch puts us at near a pretty much a town topic. We're gonna take him because of that jump that he allows him to make. That's the only way I would even see them maybe making an early improvement that moves the needle at all in the safety room. Yeah, I I would agree with that sentiment. I don't think that I see the real depth in day two in the safety room there, unless you're getting a guy that's just maybe like a a corner safety hybrid that you're trying to play in the slot a little bit more. I can see something like that maybe, but as it stands right now, I think the chiefs have enough guys 
to do that. We saw last year this this secondary was one of the the best in the last half of the season, one of the best passing defenses in the league. They afforded their pass rush time to get home. Chiefs did not have a quick winning pass rush. And this secondary was a large part to do with that. It was partially because the safeties were coming into their own. They started terrible. I think they grew into the role. So I don't foresee that unless, like Matty said, Brian Branch is there, and then you're just making this into a really massive strength on the back end. I'm for it, but I don't see another guy in this draft, at least, you know, maybe a round two guy that the Chiefs need to target, try and go get to try and improve that room. Fine with taking a swing just because you've got Guys on one-year deal, you do still have Nase Johnson in the room. I will see what he looks like coming out of the draft. He was on the active roster all year. So, I mean, they they kept him around for a reason. But see if there's another guy that you can find, try and add to the room to try and give yourself a little bit more of a ceiling. I wouldn't be mad if Brian Branch was the pick because he's just a really, 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 really good football player. But there's probably going to be some other players on the board that I'd rather them take. Uh but, man, he's a really, really, really good football player. <laughs> if you grab Brad Branch, you're moving on from Legereus Sneed. That's what happens, uh, I think. So mm. I think that's probably the, the decision you make. But it's going to be interesting. I don't think you're going to see a safety called until at earliest day three of the draft. We'll be at Power and Light on day three of the draft, as well as all three days. Make sure... You uh, subscribe on the way out so you can watch our live coverage or come hang out with us one of those days. Pizza bar on Thursday, Friday and Saturday at no other pub. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. I can't wait to hang out with these guys for three days. It's going to be a lot of fun. That is going to do it for the KC Laboratory. Thank you all so much. We'll catch you later. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.